Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Scott Luton and Greg White with you here on Supply Chain. I welcome to today's live stream. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. It's not yeah. nearly as dark in my studio as it looks like. I'm seriously <laughs> need to fix something here, but uh, yeah, doing well. It's a great day. It's beautiful. House is perfectly clean. Nice. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> Well, we got a wonderful... You wanted to call this unscripted, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good. You got to be careful what you ask for these days, (laughs) right? right? You might just go off script. Well, we are so excited to have one of our favorite repeat guests come back with us, Stephanie Stuckey, for as we continue this, uh, one of our newest series here, Unscripted with Stephanie Stuckey. And today, Greg, we've got a big focus on those come to Jesus moments that will happen in any entrepreneurial journey, really any journey. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, and there are plenty of them in an entrepreneurial journey. It seems like almost daily, Mm. right? As you reflect on it, it's a roller coaster ride of risk and persistence. Risk and persistence roller coaster. Don't sign me up for that at Six Flags, huh? No, you've already signed yourself up for that (laughs) by starting a company. Yeah, well, you know, it, it does come to the territory. But you know what I love about Stephanie, and she's going to join us here in just a couple minutes, is, gosh, if you're connected with her or if you follow her, and you'll hear it here today, it's authentic, it's transparent. And, you know, folks like that that are leading their own journeys, you can learn so much just by, you know, leaning, leaning in and engaging with them and what they're sharing. So, folks, it's going to be, I think, a very powerful conversation here today. But, Greg, before we bring Stephanie on, Yep. Uh, we got to share a couple of program notes and we're going to say hello to some of these folks. I see some, some repeat some folks. Yes, there are. Uh, so let's share a couple of things. Let's pay the bills really quick. Uh, we've got an upcoming webinar next week, June 14th. Greg, can AI be the unexpected ally for demand planners with our friends at Garvis? I think we should expect it to be the <laughs> ally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a great discussion because there's a ton of help that we need. We saw a little bit of evidence of that with mm. Kohl's and Walmart and Target and dozen other retailers being caught off guard by the shift in consumer demand. So, and you know, we just got off a phone a call where, what is it? 95% of companies have, have planning technology and 93% of decisions are made in spreadsheets. Right. I can't even bear to say the word. So, <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge opportunity and upside, and that's what we're going to talk about in this show. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. June 14th is free to join us. So check out the link our production team just dropped into the chat at 12 noon Eastern time. And speaking of home run events, please continue our collaboration and partnership with the National Retail Federation and their new event, Supply Chain 360. That's coming up June 20th through the 21st in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, Cleveland does rock. Greg, quick comment here. Golly, what can you say about any event that NRF puts on? It's going to be fantastic. They, of course, can garner the biggest names and the most knowledgeable intellects in commerce 
whether that's manufacturing, distribution, retail, whether that's United States, North America, or the globe, there's going to be a ton of great ideas shared here. So Agreed. Wonderful speaker lineup, wonderful networking, wonderful market intel gathering. I won't say best practice because that's not a phrase Greg likes, but uh, y'all check out Supply Chain 360 coming up just around the corner. Okay, so let's say hello to a few folks. We got some of our favorites and some of our new favorites in the comments here today. Of course, big thanks to Clay, uh, a.k.a. Diesel and Chantel and Catherine for leading our production here to be the live stream today. So thanks for all that you do. Hey, Brenda Allen with Pro Kenny Bob's Foods. Brenda, great to have you back. I've been enjoying your sauces and your seasonings. Greg, I can get you hooked on this stuff too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm I'm always down for a little barbecue. Test. <laughs> it brings the spice. Hey, Joseph Moretta is with us. He hails from the Northeast. Does some really cool things, podcast, supply chain, training, and more. Joseph, great to see you here today. Amrit, Amrit via LinkedIn. Good afternoon. Let us know where you're tuned in from. Uh, we love to connect the dots here. Michael Jones is in the house. <laughs> and Michael, I think I owe you, a I think you shot me a note and I owe you a response. I'm glad you're here though. You know, maybe we'll get well, you want to just give him the response now. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll get a ski report. Uh, Michael, we love your, your ski reports. I picture in my mind, those, those white snowy slopes, uh, where, where you is are. He? I want to say out in Utah. Oh, I could be wrong. Probably Michael, not going to get a ski report this time of year. Not, no, probably not. Probably not. Brenda says entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Uh, absolutely. Net, Natalie's back with us from the uh, Charlotte area. Looking forward to hearing what Stephanie has for us. I'm with you. Hey, Emirate, appreciate that feedback, my friend. Gene Pledger, old GP, is with us, hailing from Northern Alabama. NA. Happy Friday, everybody, yeah. he says, NA. So, this is so talking about startups. Well, I didn't realize this. Michael is in his third startup. And he says, You know that feeling when you lean too far back in your chair and you almost fell? but you catch yourself. That's life in a startup. How about that, Greg? Well, he's dead on. And by, and it makes me think that all of those years in like second to sixth grade of leaning back in my chair, right? With the teachers <laughs> telling me not to do it. That was preparation for entrepreneurship. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> so great to have you, Michael. And we'll have to compare notes. Uh, old TV, Tom Valentine. It's Valentine's Day. Every day. It's always Valentine's Day. That's, That's right. right. The Hammer, Tom the Hammer Valentine. I think that was a wrestler's nickname, but Tom, it's been really? too long. Hope this finds you well, based here in the Atlanta area. I know we can't hit everybody. George is tuned in via LinkedIn from River Falls, Wisconsin. George, that is a pretty picture. Don't uh, miss summer, George. <laughs> don't miss summer. It's only a couple weeks. Uh, Greg, you think it's Kajel? Kjell, Kjell, oh, Olaf okay. Nilsson. Wow. Well, That's I figured. as good as I can do. Sorry. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome. And, and he says, hello from Sweden via LinkedIn. Great to have you. Looking forward to your comments here. Brenda says, hey, Greg, send me your address and we'll send you some sauce. How about that? <laughs> All right. Ashley tuned in from Tucson, Arizona. Great to see Beautiful. you. There's a, there's a town with a ski mountain, believe it or not. Tucson, Arizona true. in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> and Emirate is uh, uh, Toronto. Uh, Toronto. We get a lot of people from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. It is a neat city, maybe yeah. a supply chain hub perhaps as well. Okay. So with no further ado, folks, we are delighted to, to uh, continue 
our unscripted with Stephanie Stuckey series here at Supply Chain Now. These have been, you know, I think we let off a month or so ago with a conversation, a frank conversation focused on funding, Greg. That was chock full of takeaways, practical takeaways. And today, I think, even though that set a tall bar, I think we're going to surpass it with this frank conversation around these, these tougher moments that we all have. So with no further ado, I want to bring in and introduce Stephanie Stuckey, CEO with Stuckey's. Stephanie, good hey afternoon. How are you doing? Great. I love the whoosh. <laughs> we do too. It's the simple things in life, right? Well, so much is... Jazz. Not everybody gets swoosh, Stephanie. So it's a, you're in a wow. very, very rare air. Yay. Rare air. I feel special. I'm wearing my Stuckey's beer shirt. I'm not quite drinking beer yet. yet. Not yet. Getting ready because it's Friday. You guys actually make beer. Wow. Yes, we have stuck. We don't make it. We license it. Licensing is a wonderful thing. We could talk about that on another episode. There we go. Passive Next income. Episode. Nice. Really good stuff. We huh. will. Yeah. We'll talk about beer. We're going to talk about business movies in a future episode. Yes. We got we got a, a, a jam-packed warehouse of ideas for future shows, don't we, Greg? Everybody's got jam-packed warehouses right now, Scott. So, yeah. <laughs> We fit right in. I All wish right. we had a jam-packed warehouse right now. We are behind on some of our kitschy souvenirs. There is, is a right? lot of product right now. Mm. Yeah, like we're low on this kind of stuff. <laughs> the little statues. I don't know what's happening. but Man, somebody is trying to bad. corner the market on glowing skulls. <laughs> snow globes. Low in inventory on snow globes. Uh, wow. Well, look yeah. here. Uh, as as you already know, you got lots of fans here, uh, not just for your business and that journey, but your your content, your frank, authentic content yeah. uh, with with uh, what you're up to uh, day in and day out. And like like Michael Jones, love me some pecan logs. Michael Yay! says, plug, <laughs> pick them up, or you can go to the Sucky's website. George is going back to Wisconsin. Two weeks of summer and many mosquitoes. Right. Where he is in Wisconsin. The state bird of Wisconsin. Mosquito. <laughs> and Ashley confirms what Greg said earlier. Yes, Mount Lemon. And today it's a balmy 110 degrees. How about that? Not a lot of skiing today. Oh. All right. So Beautiful view right. from up there any time of year, though. I bet way. it is. I bet it is. So let's start. Before we get into those come to Jesus moments and, and we gain Stephanie's point of view and, and, and some stories here today, I want to start with a fun warm-up question. Tomorrow, folks. Greg and Stephanie and, and those across uh, the supply chain now, digital family. It's National Corn on the Cob Day. Yes, there's a day for everything. Now, Amanda's not with us here today. She is one of her favorite foods is uh, corn on the cob, especially like that that you can get like from the Mexican food trucks, you know, where you get slathered with sour cream yes. and cheese and all that stuff. It's delicious. But I want to pose a question to you. If it's not corn on the cob, Stephanie, what is one of your favorite go-to summertime foods? Okay, other than the pecan log roll, <laughs> I'll switch it up a little bit and just say our pecan snacks. These okay. are great for baseball games. It's baseball season. It is. And we were talking before in the green room about yep. how great the Savannah Bananas are doing. Anyone right. interested in marketing, it doesn't matter if you're into sports or not, but if you're not into baseball, I, I kind of question what's wrong with you. <laughs> you might have to hand in your... American card, right? But 
The Savannah Bananas has taken baseball to a whole new level, and the way they promote and market and brand themselves is amazing. So go to Savannah Bananas game. We were at one recently, and I threw out snacks between innings. Love it. And really, it's just a great pecans are great munchy snack when you're doing fun summertime activities like baseball games. Always <laughs> heart healthy yeah. too. And yeah, you know, I'll check out. True, I did not know that. I think so. If you wow. check out, you know, I'm, I'm uh, everyone's kind of medical advice. Pecans, pecans are heart, heart are good for the heart. Uh, so you get some medical benefits. Yeah, right it's along the with. healthiest nut. How about that? Wow. I didn't know that. All right, so folks, but super high in antioxidants and the good, the good kinds of fats, not the okay. bad fats. See why we call this unscripted? I mean, who yes. would have? How do we learn that? That's impressive, folks. Check out the Savannah Bananas. Even if you don't like baseball, they are doing some very innovative things. Not just to market of the team and the games, but to really enhance the fan experience. Really, really cool stuff. All right, so Greg, we posed that question to Stephanie. Some of the go-to summertime foods. Uh, how about you? Man, that's a long list. I can only, <laughs> the one that comes to mind, I know I'm going to take some heat for egg salad. I love oh, a cold man. egg salad sandwich. I, I mean, I just think, I know it's kind of like that time you asked me, you know, what I would do if I made it and I said landscaping. Yes. Yeah. It, it's kind of one of those kind of answers. I'm boring, Stephanie. I can't help it. I just like deviled weird... eggs. What about deviled eggs? Oh, oh I love good. deviled eggs. Is oh, that my kind gosh. of a summer? I think of deviled yes. eggs. At a yeah. So what we got to do then is deviled eggs with some of this, the Kenny Bob's foods sauce on top. <laughs> and I think we've got a wonderful picnic. Uh, well, but yes, barbecue that, is, of course, I mean, that yeah. is a huge summer thing. Right now it's pretty toasty. So I'm thinking of cold things, right? Ah, yes. So, but Ice you're cream. right. I mean, there's, I don't know. I love summer. So I yes. love every food you can eat. During Watermelon. Oh, That's gosh. That's a great yes. one. That is a yes. great one. In fact, my dogs eat watermelon. In fact, there's not there's not much my dogs will eat. Uh, a man, we brought home a watermelon, I think it was last weekend, and cut it up, and she was sitting on the couch with it and had both dogs, their full attention, their nose right at the bowl, hoping to get a piece of watermelon. It was so funny. Hey, a couple quick comments here. Michael is a big fan of the pecan logs. Tom says the log was the foundation. Uh, he's bringing some history here today. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There it pecan is. Pecan log roll. Uh, Natalie, pecans over peanuts for her every day. Okay. You're going to live a long time, Natalie. Yes. Brenda, I'm with you. Fresh tomatoes all day of summer. All day. Tomato pie in the summer. Ooh, love mm. that too. I had tomato pie for lunch earlier this week. Amazing. With feta instead of mm. the usual mozzarella. Sign me up. Sign Incredible. me up. George, grilled brats. That sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. And also homemade ice cream. I love homemade ice cream. But also there's a place called Scoops here in the um, out part of Atlanta we're in, Metro Atlanta, and it has the, some of the best, I'll call it retail homemade ice cream. And the kids love that. Although, you take three kids to an ice cream shop, you leave with about a $97 bill uh, these days. So triple scoops and, and toppings for all. Okay, hang on a sec. T-Squared, who holds down the Fort Force on YouTube, says deviled eggs and fried green fried tomatoes. Green tomatoes. Yes, Banger. Sir. Love it. <laughs> All right, so let's get back, uh, shifting kind of to the main topic for here uh, today, not food. You know, we li like to have a fun warm-up question here. We're all big food enthusiasts, but we're talking about the, those come-to-Jesus moments that make up everyone's walk in life, right? But especially 
the entrepreneur's uh, journey, right? Where you've got your fate in your hands, right? And, and it almost makes bad news or bad days like 10 times as bad, it feels like at times. So where I want to start, and Catherine Chantel Clay, if y'all could drop, Stephanie put together this really a, a social masterpiece, uh, really open and honest about some of the uh, tougher days, both with her grandfather and her, and it was well-received across social. So I want to start there. If we could drop the link to that in the comments. But on the first part of that story, Stephanie, you were talking about your grandfather's one yeah. of his come to Jesus moments. So tell us more about that as we get started here today. Yes. So he had to drop out of law school during the Great Depression and work on the family farm. And things were so bad that they could not afford to feed the plow mule wow. enough. And the mule collapsed while he was plowing cotton. And he had to hoist up the mule in the hot summer sun. And my grandfather always spoke of that as his come to Jesus moment. He was hoisting that mule and he said, I have got to get out of this place. <laughs> right. It was like that Scarlett O'Hara moment for the anyone mm. who's Southern has probably mm. seen Gone with the Wind several times, which I will never go hungry again. It's right. just pulling up the turnips. So it's, it's that moment where you really think, things started to turn for me. Like mm. this is the nadir. This is as low as I'm going to get. And it's got to be up from here on. And that's so, the come to Jesus moment. I, I'm with you. And what did he do from the, after that moment? Well, he finished plowing. He did hoist <laughs> the mule up. He finished the day's work. But after that, he started looking for another job. He, it was a side hustle. Stucky started as a side hustle because mm. he still had to farm but he, during off hours, after he'd worked the farm all day, he would drive around the countryside. It was a bumper crop year for pecans. And he was buying up pecans from all these houses, people all over the South, because pecans, not only is it the healthiest nut, Greg, it's the only snack nut native to this country. And so wow. pecans grow all over the place. Mm. And he would go around the countryside and just buy up people's pecans in their yards and he would get them shelled and then he'd start selling them on the weekends at this roadside stand. And so he, hmm. he started a side hustle to save up money so he could find a better life. How cool is that? Great. And that was, that was the beginning. The roadside stand was the first Ducky store. Man. So uh, great. I'll get your comment here, but for all of you out there with a side hustle, that has those tougher days. You think about giving up. I mean, goodness gracious, he built an empire coast to yep. coast that started as a side hustle. So that, that's some inspiration right there. But Greg, your thoughts as you, as we learn more about Stephanie's grandfather. Yeah, not probably maybe a generation removed like Stephanie, but I have had similar kind of, I will not never go hungry again kind of moments. And I think, it, I think a lot of people have, and I know people in my family had because I grew up with my great grandparents and my grandparents still alive until I was at least 15 years old. So mm. I heard a lot of stories about the Dust Bowl being from Kansas and and the Great Depression and that sort of thing. And, and, I, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that. I mean, there are a lot of of those kind of moments and it's good to learn from that. But it's always darkest before the dawn. Right. Mm. There is nothing like that pivotal moment where you realize it's thrive or virtually die, right? Mm. To choose to take that kind of action and to think of that really is really pretty impressive. 
Agreed. So, Agreed. I, I really admire people who can do that. And there are tons and tons of them throughout history. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about a lot of things you just mentioned there. I'm looking forward to that kind of the second half of the show. But uh, Stephanie, I want to keep going. Now that you've kind of shared the first half of uh, the story you shared on, on LinkedIn and across social the day, you then kind of segue to one of your own come to Jesus moments uh, where you described the moment you had in Marion, Arkansas. So tell us about that. Yes. And I have a photo of the store on my LinkedIn page. I actually pinned this post at the top of my profile because it did get crazy engagement. People really responded to it. And I think it's because we've all had those moments. So my moment was touring all the Stucky stores right after I bought the company and frankly realizing that the stores weren't in great shape. We don't own or operate any of the stores anymore. Our company, a lot of people know this, but for those who don't, it was out of our family hands for decades. My grandfather sold the company and through a series of corporate owners, most of the stores were shuttered. The ones that remained were franchised and independently owned and operated. Some looked good, some looked okay, and some looked terrible. And mm. that was Marion, Arkansas. So I pulled up to this one store and I had no idea how bad some of our stores looked. And this store was the worst. It literally had a hole in the roof. It was hit during a tornado. Whoa. And I had been taking photos for social media of all the stores that I visited and giving all these cheery, upbeat reports about our comeback brand and look at me at a Stuckies. Even if the store looked mediocre, I could figure out with filters and angles, this would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's photography. So. And it's social media, which is reality that you choose to show. <laughs> right. My posts are all real, but it's just a fraction of what you actually choose to show. So I had managed up to that point to make even the mediocre stores look okay and interesting and post something about the store that people would respond to. Right. But this store had a hole in the roof. Mm. There was no way I could make this store. And the paint was peeling the gas pumps didn't work. It had mm. plastic orange bags over the pumps with handwritten signs not working. It was terrible. Really hurting. And and, but operating, this store was actually operating? It was operating. So wow. that gets to the Gosh. good part of the story. Don't, don't blow the punchline. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it literally was a, a come to Jesus. I actually got my 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 Jesus, my dashboard savior to, to demonstrate I took him off the, the dashboard for the show. Mm. So he, Jesus is my co-pilot. He really does drive with me on all my road trips. So I focused on Jesus and he was the, he was the main point of the post. And then in the background, really fuzzy was the store. Right. So that's how I posted about the store on social media. So yep. it literally was my come to Jesus and I walk in the store and this was the amazing part. The store actually had people in it. It was busy. The shelves looked okay. The inventory was pretty well stocked. Really? Product was moving. Cash register was ringing. Mm. There were clearly regulars in there because they all knew each other by name, chatting up the employees. And so I asked someone in line, why do you stop here? This store looks terrible. I didn't have a Stucky shirt on or I'm the CEO tag or anything. Mm, so right. didn't undercover know boss, right? You didn't know this was my business. And he said, I love Stuckies. 
I grew up stopping at Stuckey's and maybe they've seen better days, but mm. so have I. <laughs> and he said, they're fixer upper. I, I'm a fixer upper. I mm. still remember how great the stores were and the pecan log rolls still taste good. And that just gave me hope that I could revive this brand. If this crappy looking store had customers and then I called the office and I checked their sales reports and the reports actually verified that that store was profitable. Hmm. So imagine wow. if we actually had halfway decent looking stores. Again, we don't own or operate them, but we've been working with the store managers and we've been creating nice displays and better right. signage and better, like we, we've upped our packaging game. I talked today on social media about how we've improved the design collateral. And then we bought a candy plant. And so mm. the product is absolutely delicious. So that's going to help the stores and that's going to help us be profitable. But that moment told me what I bought was a brand and it's a brand that still resonates with people that has an emotional connection that mm. has sticking power. And it just gave me that confidence and that literally faith that I could do this. Right. We could do this. Our team could do this. And the company is now out of debt and profitable. Love that. Love that. Yeah. So Greg, there's a lot uh, we can comment on there, but what, what stood out in your mind? What that, that's from what Stephanie just shared from her come to Jesus moment. I, I mean, I'm just astounded that the store was operating. Honestly, that's what <laughs> I cannot, ex, I cannot extract myself from that because mm. I, I'm curious how you operate a store with a hole in the roof, but that it, it was operating in that. Only on sunny days. I probably that, yeah, right. I mean, it didn't even have a blue tarp. I mean, it was the corner of the Arkansas room. So still it, wasn't, the south. It, was, it was like the, I should know my builder terminology, the eaves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So it's like, um, it was literally like someone, it was like a, a Godzilla took a <laughs> giant bite out of the corner. Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, look, I think that uh, that does go to the power of a, of a brand. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, we didn't do like nationwide road trips, but still I've been to a, a Stucky store, but I mean, you hear it over and over and over again, how I think the first time we had you on Stephanie, we were talking to somebody or heard from somebody who, Oh, that's right. It was my wife who said, that's how they got gas was they would go from, from Phoenix, Arizona to, Fairmont, West Virginia, stopping at Stucky's all the way to get gas and snacks yeah. and, and doodads. And, and I mean, that's what, that's like 2000 miles States. or something. You yeah. can take your entire road trip only stopping at Stucky's. Wow. The power of that experience you, has been ingrained in, yeah. um, you know, in generations. So I think agreed. interesting. I, I'm hopeful and it sounds good that you're, you're yeah. able to re rejuvenate that brand and, and, uh, you know, give a whole new generation of folks. That's right. The experience. And um, by the way, I love the new packaging that you were talking about today. Yeah. So do you, I mean, I'm sorry for yellow stripes, you, yeah. but my post today gives the old and the new packaging and just for one of our products, but it gives you a sense of what's the name of the pr product. Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory. That's right. I just thought 
What a great name that is. It yeah. is. Well, you know, packaging is my father's favorite thing we make. And he's got this big Southern accent and he calls it hunkadora. <laughs> There's a you couple extra syllables in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, packaging is all the rage. It uh, has been for uh, several years when it comes to supply chain for a variety of different reasons. Not only how it impacts and influences our buying decisions, but also more and more now from a sustainability standpoint. So yeah. maybe with that future episode, kind of maybe walking through that whole decision making process on, on your end, Stephanie. A couple quick comments. And folks, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know about your tough days or come to Jesus moments or your reaction to what uh, we're sharing here today. Ashley says lots of pecans in Southern Arizona. Love pecans yes. and this Kentucky yes. store. I, did, I forgot about that. Really? Yeah. They're hey, called pecans there. Shape last time I was in Arizona. Huh? Well, here's a question for you, Stephanie. Natalie wants to know is if that little dashboard Jesus available in the store. Very good question. We don't yeah. sell these. We need to. I got mine from Archie McPhee. If you know Archie McPhee, it's an online store and they sell all sorts of okay. stuff like this. We're going to have to check that out. Archie McPhee. And also, by the way, y'all can yeah. check out uh, the original story. The team dropped the link in there. Uh, so check in uh, on that and comment and engage there. I want to switch gears for a minute. Greg, I'll put you on the spot if you're willing to be put on the spot. Uh, of course, You've, you, I call you the founder whisperer at times, been through lots of startups, very successful career, but talk about, if you would, one of those days where you got, you know, punched in the gut and you had a, a similar experience like Stephanie was just describing. Wow. Uh, that's a long list. And there are a few that I am actually legally restrained from actually repeating <laughs> and they would be embarrassing for some global corporations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear. <laughs> right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll just give you, I can't name names, but I literally had an executive vice president of a major corporation lock me and my business partner in his office and say, you will sell me your business right now or we will crush you. Mm, wow. I was 23 years old. We were going gangbusters. It, it's the stuff that you need. I need a lawyer, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm a former public defender. I, oh, there I we go. A lot. That, that meets the legal definition of kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> is there a statute of limitations there? Can yeah, there are statute of limitations because it was over 30 years ago. But, <laughs> but holding people against their will? Yeah. Well, I don't know that uh, I don't know that I was actually held against my will. I, I was definitely definitely emotionally uh, bereft thereafter mm. though but I, I look i think we have these kind of things not nearly that bad but we have these kind of things occur frequently my wife loves to tell the story about how i came home from my days early in my tech startup and said the company is failing we're going to have to sell everything and declare bankruptcy and um it was really then I think her her part of the story is much better. The way that she responded to that was very supporting and uplifting. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do everything to keep this from happening, which of course yeah. I felt like I was doing, but it was kind of like your grandfather's moment, Stephanie. I did some soul searching, figured out a way, you know, made the company survive. Personally put $24,000 in my pocket that year. And that wasn't a hundred years ago mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, somehow turned the company around and, and, you know, t 
turned it into a force in the marketplace. But yep. it, it was close. It was very close. Mm. Amazing. It really is. You it know, forces you to innovate. It, you know, it. I don't know. I mean, this is maybe too introspective, but I don't know if you guys ever look back on this as an entrepreneur and wonder who was that person who faced that moment and somehow got out of it. I mean, mm. I, I sometimes wonder, it's like when you write something brilliant and you walk away from it for a while and go back to it, you're like, who wrote that? That is really <laughs> good. That couldn't have been me. Like an out-of-body I mean, experience. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of almost that, right? I am really good at extracting, compartmentalizing those kind of things. They're, they are long-term philosophically impactful on me, but not. it's not something that I remember the details of. In fact, I have People remind me of things that have happened in the past that I would have never, you know, really thought of as that impactful. I don't know. Do you guys have that happen? I think, you know, I think tough, the toughest of days, the toughest of experiences, the most challenging experiences, I think kind of along the lines of what you're sharing, Greg, I think you find new strengths and things you can do. Maybe you had doubted it for a long time. And then when you have to do it, because there's no one, you look around, there's nowhere else there. Yeah, I think you find new, new, new aspects of yourself. This isn't a perfect analogy, but you know there was a series, there was a finals where Michael Jordan, who never really shot threes, all of a sudden he found a skill set and and he had he went on a tear. I think I was getting some blazers. I could have that wrong. Clay, maybe you can correct me, but he found a, a, a an incredible athlete uh, of all types of skill sets. He found yet one more tool in his arsenal based on some adversity he, that he and the team were facing. So, um, but Stephanie, you're going to add, you're going to add something to oh, you know, what I you was, find. It forces you to innovate. And I, I did a post on this recently too, about how some of the greatest businesses of all time were founded during economic yeah. hard times, mm. Microsoft, Airbnb, Amazon, Revlon, personal favorite of mine, Stuckey's, Krispy Kreme, the list goes on and on. Right. And MailChimp, I'll name a Atlanta business. And it's those hard times that force you to innovate and do something different. And that's what changes the marketplace. Yep. That's what makes you a household name. That's what makes you a real brand. If my grandfather had not gone through the depression, he would have finished law school. He would have become a country lawyer. He would have lived a wonderful life. And the world would be without pecan log rolls and rubber <laughs> alligators and ashtrays shaped like toilets that say, put your butts here. Where would we be had he not been forced to go work the family farm, hoist up that mule, been absolutely miserable and needed a way out? Well, and where would you have been if he hadn't, if he hadn't started his side hustle, right? To get you through those difficult times. I think it's difficult yeah. for people who didn't meet people who went through the depression mm. to realize how bad it was then. And I mean, Oh gosh. Yeah. No. People starved to death and families were yeah. completely annihilated. And, and for, um, for someone to respond like that is really truly impressive. And you're right. It is in those difficult times that you have to be not just a good visionary. You have to be a really, really outstanding leader and manager because there are things outside of your control. I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are going through that now and will go through it in greater measure over the course of 
whatever economic turmoil we want to call this occurs mm -hmm. over the next few years. I want to change gears here for a second. I want to, uh, I want to share a couple of comments here. Natalie says, I agree with Scott on the growth opportunity of the hard times. They heard it first, but the creativity to solve the problem can be a lot of fun. That's right, Natalie, once you get past the pain, right? But now I want you both, Stephanie and Greg, I want to share this with Brenda. Brenda is taking a page out of uh, Stephanie's book and authenticity and transparency. Uh, she says, Hey, Kenny Bob's Foods is going through growing pains right now. We're two weeks behind on a huge order because we're waiting for the electrician inspection to happen in their 4,000 square foot building we just moved to so we can get production up and running. Still looking for investors. So yep. I'd love for both of y'all, and we've all Good needed luck. it. Yeah, well, yeah. give <laughs> it. Give you us, good vibes, Brenda. Thank you, uh, Stephanie. Greg, what would you share with Brenda Allen? Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I think you just got to figure out a way through these kind of things. I mean, um, and you'll know it when you find it, it's, it's almost ethereal when you find these, when you get to these kind of pivotal moments like this, you just got to keep scraping and right. explore different angles. If you're waiting on the electrician, by the way, go see if you can find another one, mm. which is going to be difficult. Yes. Is that right? It's so like that's like city government. Oh, oh, sorry. Did that? Oh, did that say electrical inspection? Oh, I thought you said electrician. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. See, that's where you're uh -huh. just in the queue. We had a similar experience waiting for a food permit from local government with one of the Stuckies, even though we don't own the stores. This was the store we needed open in order to start selling product. And it was delayed a month waiting for the inspection. Wow. That being the case, conserve cash. Mm, right. That's great tip. I mean, because it, it is government and you could wait a long time. Yeah. And also, but also you have representatives where, wherever you're being governed, you have representatives. Don't, Tap don't fail into. to lean on them because mm. you know, that's what I did. What you pay your taxes for. I called the state agricultural commissioner. This actually went through, it was governed ultimately health inspections are governed at the state level. This one was because I don't know. For whatever reason, it was through them. And I called and it, it fast-tracked it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, Great hey, advice. It but, is. You know, I had one thing. The other thing yeah. we've done, because we had supply chain issues, especially during COVID, and we've had production issues because of labor. The best thing we've done is just be absolutely honest and over-communicate with your customers. Let Agreed. them know, I am so sorry. This is going to be two weeks late. Mm -hmm. What can we do to make amends? We'll give you a discount on your next order. Yep. We'll give you extra product. I mean, what without breaking the bank, obviously, but we made sure we tried to make amends. Your next order is has always been a good one for us because it encourages them to make another order. Make a next we'll order. Give you a discount, right. Or we'll waive shipping. If, and then we try to figure out, can we put it on our truck that's already on the route so we can save some costs that way but anything we could do to try to be very communicative about the delay frankly let them know it wasn't our fault right out of your control the inspection right. out of your control over communication be great. super honest yep great tip there you know that phrase one of my favorite phrases i picked up a couple years ago this too shall pass it might pass like a kidney stone but this too shall pass. <laughs> right. It's really interesting. At so many toughest days that that, I, that have been a part of my journey, it's trying to find that sense of humor 
and just take a take a moment, you know, laugh with somebody, laugh heartily with somebody because you're going to get through it. You know, the outcome may not be ideal and optimized, but you're going to persevere. You're going to get through it. So, Brenda, hopefully we get good news next time you're with the live stream that you've gotten that inspection. The production's back. Your sales are going bonkers and it will celebrate with you. Um, Gene Pledger, creativity is spurred by extreme challenges, business, music, art. Excellent point there, Gene. Excellent point. And Ashley, kind of along the same lines, Ashley says so many companies started in the 30s during the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. That is an excellent point. Let's see here. <laughs> Brenda says, yes, kidney stones, definitely. Hey, we're, we're, we've all been there. We've all been there. Okay. One other. I've got to look up Kenny Bob's food, Brenda. I'm going to check y'all out. Check that so out. They're a co-packer too, Stephanie. They have their own brands, but they're also a co-packer. Huh. So. That, and that's what we do too. We just landed a big account. I can't talk about it because it's a co-pack. <laughs> Next time. Private, we're private labeling for them. We'll add that to the warehouse of show ideas. Next time, Stephanie. So I want to switch gears one more time. Hey, life's full of just switching gears to shows like this, right? And so folks, if you're coming here today for lots of supply chain focused conversation, this is kind of a departure. This is, this is much more about uh, the entrepreneurial journey, which is not foreign to the world of supply chain here, especially the last uh, couple of decades. I want to switch over to some good news, Stephanie and Greg, some good news. So what is something that hit your radar, something you experienced, maybe something that a member of the family or friend experienced? What's something that you drew inspiration from this week? And Stephanie, I'll start with you. Oh, well, I was just going to say some good news that happened this Please. week. Please, yeah. Sure. And that is... Stuckey's was chosen by Hootsuite. Are you familiar with Hootsuite, the we are. social media platform that helps you schedule your post in advance and really helps you strategize about what your posts are going to be as well? They selected Stuckey's as a small business profile no. and they did a filming, took all day. We drove out with their team from Vancouver. They came in from Canada and came to Wrens, Georgia. <laughs> Wow. And all about day that. filming this video short and I will be posting it on social media when it's done, but it's Hootsuite featuring some of their customers. So we're a customer of theirs and they reached out to us and it's, it's really exciting. And I enjoyed having these Canadians in Wrens, Georgia. They, and by the way, I've got my air conditioning's kind of wonky today. So I've got my little sweat thing. So I took them to um, Piggly Wiggly. Nice, oh the pig. Okay. Yeah, they'd never been to a Piggly Wiggly before. They'd never even heard of a Piggly Wiggly before. So <laughs> I was really, uh, I treated them to uh, some American culture. Love that. <laughs> Piggy, Piggly Wiggly, home of the whole go get your own item off the shelf. You know, prior That's to. That's right. Yeah. They revolutionized grocery stores. That's I don't right. think people realize that Piggly Wiggly was the first, like, go serve yourself grocery store in, in the world. That's right. That is right. Yeah. And you know, it also gave inspiration, uh, you know, the whole uh, lean methodology, right? There were some uh, Japanese business folks that were here in the States. I think they toured a Piggly Wiggly and, you know, there's a, there's a phrase oh, called great. one piece flow just in time, especially in manufacturing space. And they were inspired by, I think it was soup cans and the customer would pull one, and then the cans, because the the, the shelf, loaded shelf, yeah, yes, yeah. 
and it would move the next can up. And that inspired these Japanese uh, business folks to take those ideas back and, and one piece flow just in time is what sprang out of that. So, Hey, who would have thought that the pig would have had this, this big of an impact on global business, Greg, yeah. ever been, well, have you been I, in I live eight tenths of a mile from a piggly wiggly on Hilton head. And I learned from the, from the locals here that it's the best seafood on the Island and unequivocally mm. unquestionably. And we have some really good brands here, Harris Teeter, Publix, um, Whole Foods and Fresh Market, but unquestionably the best seafood on the market. Why? Family-owned business, been here since the, the road that they were on was a dirt road, and they have an in with all of the local fisheries. So, I love it. I yeah. think they were founded during economic hard times. If anyone's there who can Google Yes. Let us know. It may have been a Great Depression. And they also have just the best branding. I mean, what a great name. <laughs> yeah. Piggly Wiggly. Uh, fun to say. Yeah, I love it, from living in Missouri. That was the first time I went to a Piggly Wiggly. Really? Yeah. Michael's back with us here. Michael, hope this finds you well. Welcome to the humidity from Vancouver to Georgia, as we were talking yeah, about our friends. That's true. The Canadians were like, what is this air here? Yeah. Seriously. Catherine says she had no idea. The pig was my go-to college grocery store. Hey, we wow. learn something new every day. And Michael makes a great point. Local stores typically source locally. And Greg, we had some delicious steam shrimp from the pig just a oh, couple weeks ago. Right. And they were delicious. Right. And hey, and right. the founding up date's up here now, 1916. How about that? Nineteen. What was the economy like? That was that was before. It was the right great before Depression. World War One. So yeah, yeah what not, World not great. Yeah. So not probably not great times. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Over a hundred years old, and am I right? It's independently. Uh, the stores are independently owned and operated. They're not corporate owned. It, yeah, We're it's getting, a co-op. And look here, or their distribution Tom, is a cooperative. Tom Memphis, Valentine. Tennessee. Memphis, home of good barbecue. Home of uh, Phil from Sweetwater and home of the pig. How about that? Um, so, and Elvis. I wonder. Oh, do you know what? I think, okay, I remember this last time I was in Memphis and I didn't have time. I think there is a Piggly Wiggly Museum. I'm sorry. We are really going down a, I was going to say, <laughs> unscripted, a hole, Stephanie. Unscripted. Well, <laughs> let me, so let me bring it back. So, Stephanie shared some good news. So, congrats <laughs> on, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to more information there uh, from Hootsuite. But Greg, give us some good news, something inspiring that you have hit your radar here lately. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, there's a lot. Sorry. There's just kind of a lot going through my head after that Piggly Wiggly thing. I think probably, <laughs> sorry. This combobulated. See, yeah, it's right? hard to I, the Piggly Wiggly story. So <laughs> my, uh, my wife ha uh, has babysit our granddaughter for the first time last night and it and what was good news was that she's still a great mother even to her <laughs> grandchild um and it and what was kind of funny about it was my oldest daughter Devin, is very possessive and that she even let her the woman who raised her watch her daughter for three hours while they went to a movie was a huge step in mm. her in wow. her persona and that she, what's also really funny about it is that she is so cautious about letting the woman who raised her to be the woman she is <laughs> watch her own child. 
<laughs> it's kind of hilarious to watch. So anyway, watching that interaction has been, has been, uh, yeah, that that's, that's been really fascinating. And Good uplifting. stuff. Yeah. I, Good mean, stuff. I was the opposite. I was happy parent. to go to the movies and drop my kids off. <laughs> with whoever. Well, you need Devin is a lot like her mother. I remember when Devin, our oldest, when she was born, we would go out, just barely get to the restaurant. And this happened several times, just barely get to the restaurant. And she would go, I can't bear being away from her this long. We wouldn't eat. Mm. We'd wow. stop at Taco Bell, grab some food and go back to the house. So I totally get where she got it from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a very deep connection there. Mm. So, hey, we're getting more. Piggly Wiggly history from our, yes. our dear friend, Tom Valentine. Thank Piggly you, Tom. Wiggly was the first to provide checkout stands, price mark every item in the store, provide shopping carts or buggies for customers starting in 1937 in Oklahoma. How about that? Buggies, right. Shopping carts? Yes. Wow. The innovators that are uh, the team behind Piggly Wiggly. I uh, have Tom. to go to Memphis. I, I remember there's a Piggly Wiggly. If it's not a museum, it's like the local... Memphis Museum that has a whole Piggly Wiggly exhibit, but there is there is some we'll get to, we'll public get a, facing museum exhibit we'll get an in update Memphis. on your next show. We'll get a full yeah. we'll get a full update on the Piggly Wiggly uh, Let's go museum. Live. Let's go Let's live. film live at the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> exhibit go. and share business stories because from the seafood section, Stephanie Stucky from the seafood section. <laughs> See, Greg, you're going to be at the seafood section in Hilton Head. Okay. And then I'll be in Memphis. And that's a great idea. Have matching. I've Let's got, do it. I've already got a Piggly Wiggly t shirt. It says <laughs> on the back, it says, I'm big on the pig. Yeah, big does it have on the pig? Okay, Face on the front. Yep. And bottom on the back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're not so, even a sponsor, Scott. We need to call yeah, right. them and say, yeah, you know, sponsor this show. You know, I, this is this is just uncompensated love. For this is the, pub, the public service that we do, Steph. That's right. That's right. But well, if hey. you're so inclined, we'd we'd be okay with that. I think so. <laughs> I think so. What I want to do though is I want to make sure folks know how to connect with everybody here. And by the way, George is weighing in. The Piggly Wiggly Museum is pretty cool. Uh -huh. uh, hey, hey, big big show, Bob Bova. Polly's Island, I think, is where he maybe had his first pig experience. I don't know. Also, where the hammock was invented. Yes. Polly's Island. Also, uh, how about that college shot, uh, Big yeah. Show? Bot? That is such a great image. Man. We were talking about that uh, the other day. Um, okay, so Stephanie, as we continue this unscripted series, where hey, we're gonna—you never know what we're gonna talk about because it's unscripted. It's gonna largely focus on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm, I'm hesitant to call it a comeback. Because been uh, here for years. That's right, and I can't remember how you said that. Uh, we had a. Um, it was either yeah. last show. Hello, Cool J. Don't yeah, call it right. a comeback. I've been here for years. Yes, that's right. But it's really fascinating to see what you're doing and and what you're going through as you do rebuild an iconic uh, brand that is Stuckey's. How can folks connect? How can they order uh, all the various treats, hunky dory, the log log rolls, or you know, you do a lot of uh, speaking and keynotes and whatnot. How can they connect with you and have you come out and, and chat with them? Yes. Thank you. So Stuckies.com is the easiest. And actually on that site, you can see all our various social media channels. And Father's Day is coming up. I think your kids might want to order you something. So <laughs> Stuckies.com, we got tons of gifts for dad. 
And then I'm on LinkedIn under Stephanie Stuckey, Facebook under Stephanie Stuckey, and then all other social media platforms at Stucky Stop. My newest is TikTok. I'm doing okay. TikTok videos now. Man, what can you not do, Stephanie? Yeah. Well, what can anyone not do? That's that's a good point. That is TikTok a good point. TikTok is really not that hard. I've no? had to play around with it for a couple of weeks to figure out what would get traction and watch other videos and see what I liked and who else was in my space. So it takes a little moment to get used to a new platform. Right. But what was most interesting to me about TikTok, I thought it was a bunch of teenagers on there and there are, but there's a lot of people in their forties, fifties and up on TikTok. Really? We'll have That's to... who's following me. I don't, I don't have a big <laughs> teen audience. I right. look at my followers and then, People on LinkedIn are messaging and commenting and saying, I'm enjoying your TikTok feed. Huh. And they're all businessmen and women in their 40s, 50s and up. Hmm. So you're saying yeah. TikTok might be getting a bad rap, uh, Stephanie. Well, maybe of- just, uh, well, it, it, part of that may have been my own perception. But I think we as people in business trying to market our brand need to, if you had a perception like mine, that TikTok is a bunch of teenagers dancing, it's not just that. If you are a business and want to promote your product, it is another way to get your message out. Yeah. And it will help you get to different audiences. And I, Gary Vee is the one who really convinced me. He, he kept saying, if you're not on TikTok, you're not marketing. You I am so glad that you brought up Gary V, uh, Stephanie, because Greg is a super fan. I'm a Gary. huge fan. Yeah. Total <laughs> fan girl. Kidding. Hey, really quick. Are you not or are you? <laughs> You're kind of shaking your head. Next question. <laughs> Next question, oh, please. Sorry. I, I don't, I'm not able to do everything he does, like post 10 times a day on every social media platform. Wow. Because some of us have to run a business, but... <laughs> He's right that you need to be putting yourself out there. No doubt. That, no doubt. Breath. Unquestionably that. Yeah. So take out, take away from him what is helpful to you, or maybe he doesn't work for you, but I, I find him inspirational. I agree with you. And you can, you can really learn from all folks, whether you're aligned with kind of their whole personality and, and worldview, or, you know, if there's uh, not as much alignment, but you can learn from anybody. And Stephanie, I, I'd I'm love folks to tell us if they like Gary Vee or not. Yeah. Way in. Way yeah. in, much like uh, Chris Fay is saying that, that the museum is in the Pink Palace Pink in Palace. Memphis, oh, Tennessee. I love that. Uh, Big Show Bob Bova says entrepreneurs never die; they recapitalize. That is a T-shirt right there. <laughs> it is. There you go, man. Big Show brings it. So, Greg, <laughs> how can folks? I, I want definitely want to touch on as much as I enjoy Stephanie's content and point of view. I certainly enjoy yours, and I love man these supply chain summaries on Mondays when. Wednesdays and Fridays on LinkedIn. They are strokes of genius. Stephanie, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, but they really, Greg sits down, you break out your thinking cap and you challenge folks' assumptions. You challenge the news reporting about supply. You challenge challenge everybody to, t- to take a diff- different spin on what really is going on. So really quick, how can folks connect with you and how can they find that? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Greg White, probably Greg White and add supply chain and you'll find me. There are a lot of Greg Whites, I found out, Scott. <laughs> really? Also on Twitter, you don't get the commentary, but but you can see the article that I'm that has inspired the discussion. You know, always trying to illuminate 
what's not obvious in some of these discussions around supply chain, because it is a big black box to a lot of people and mm. help people understand how by learning how the supply chain works, the complexities and the dynamics of it, how they can improve and how we can improve as practitioners, the supply chain and, and how effective it is. Because there's a lot of opportunity, even as for the best performers out there. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I, I love, I love that side of, of you when you sit down and you, uh, you dedicate yourself to a really hot topic, like the, the target story. I mean, really it is must see, uh, must see TV. Okay. Coffee in an ocean view. And that's right. And a, and a pecan 3, characters, right? Three, <laughs> that's all you get, by the way, really 3,000 3, 3, characters. That's all you get. So you, you have to be very precise with your wording. Huh. A lot better than Twitter. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. So Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us once again here unscripted well, with you. Stephanie Stuckey. Folks, make sure you connect and follow her across social. Uh, Stuckey's.com is where you can put in those Father's Day's or Father Father's Day orders. And Stephanie, I think we've got our next uh, live stream teed up for what two weeks from today or something like that. I believe it's coming up. So it coming up soon. So y'all rejoin us. And Greg, thanks for for sharing some of your own entrepreneurial journey here today as we uh, I wish spoke I could have about come up with better stuff, but it unscripted. I'm not that good. Right. Uh, it was good. It was great. But folks, whatever you do, be sure to connect with Greg and with Stephanie. Hey, take action with some of the things you heard here today or lend a helping hand to, to those folks that may be having their own uh, come to Jesus moments or, or, you know, tough days in their life, but whatever. Hopefully enjoy the conversation as much as we have. Uh, hey, who knows who would have thunk that the pig would have had, a major role and an Emmy won an Oscar from today's a live stream conversation. Right. But whatever, uh, Scott and Greg and Stephanie challenging you to do good, to give forward and to be the change that's needed. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here on supply chain. Now. Thanks everybody. Thanks for being a part of our supply chain. Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.